Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway, and in this week's episode, I'll be speaking with Janish Foster, director of TT Controls Application Development Center, about emerging technologies in the off-highway equipment industries. Let's take a listen now. So maybe just to start the conversation, what are some of the emerging technologies TT Control is seeing impacting the off-highway equipment industry? Yeah, we are wrong. we are strongly focusing on perception, so mainly computer vision, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that will be one of the key technologies that will allow us to. Uh, highly automated machines. So already today you have a lot of automation on machinery. It's very often based on, let's say, standard sensors. You can, uh, via pressure sensors, via inclination sensors, try to understand what the current state of the machine is and then react to that state. Uh, Example, an aerial platform, you're doing a lot of aerial platforms there. Uh, You have inclination sensors, you know exactly how the mechanics is. And based on that, you can react. Uh, With perception, you take it one step further, you have a camera that looks in front of you that tries to understand the environment. And so you do not just react, but you can act according to your environment. Another example that would come into mind is if you have a combined harvester. Uh, Right now, they are often done such a way that they can get stuck if you get too much material in, and you have sensors to see, hey, they're getting stuck. If you would have a camera in front, you can already foresee, hey, I'm getting too much material, maybe I should slow down. So that opens, I think, a lot of additional opportunities to automate machines. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so which of those might have the biggest impact on the industry and or, and, or how will they further benefit the off-highway equipment industries? Yeah, I think there might be a lot of potential impacts, I think, for the end customer of the OEMs. And it will also have a lot of impact for uh, the OEM itself that has to handle a lot of new challenges. Uh, if we start with the end customers of the OEM, um, some things we hear very often that's very difficult to find skilled people. So if you look, for example, at egg in agricultural markets, it's really difficult to find skilled people. Very often it's seasonal workers. And if you look at the price tag of a combined harvester, that's like half a million dollars and you have that half a million dollars and you have to give it to a seasonal worker that uh, has never operated such a machine. I mean, it's overwhelming in complexity. So it makes sense to have additional automation that helps you in fine tuning the machine on its own so that also uh, less skilled operators can use it. So taking away a lot of complexity. Uh, If you look at skilled operators, also asset protection is important. Asset can be half a million dollars that you have on the field, and you want to make sure that it's protected from misuse, from lack of experience. So ideally, somehow you can stop the machine if, for example, something is in front of it, would be one simple example. If we look also at efficiency, so obviously OEMs are striving, and their customers striving to get more efficient machines. Mm -hmm. And I think also for skilled personnel, there are opportunities to get even better and uh, to let them focus on what's important. So if you have some repetitive tasks, uh, they can't be taken over by machine. So if the machine has a rich perception of its environment, why not let the machine do what is repetitive so that the skilled operator can be can use his skills where it really matters to be more, 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 more efficient on his work. Um, 
And I think here also quality starts to get important. So uh, quality control, if you have cameras, you can basically check your work product. You see what's going on and uh, you can help the operator to highlight, for example, defects uh, in, 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 in something that you're manufacturing, in uh, something that you're harvesting so that operators, hey, something is going wrong and the machine can, at the beginning, maybe give tips, hey, please check that setting or please check that setting. If the machine gets good, why not take over some parts? And uh, I think another topic uh, is, uh, that's a big benefit for, for end customers is, is, is uh, operator comfort. I mentioned already a little bit with repetitive work, uh, but I think there, it depends a little bit on industries. So industries mm -hmm. where the owner of the machine has the machine, they take a lot of care of the machine and their operator comfort. That's very often the case in, in smaller farms where mm -hmm. the farmer itself himself is, 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 is driving the machinery. Maybe it's a little bit less in other uh, industries where uh, the owner itself is not operating or himself is not operating the machine. And uh, safety is certainly also a big topic. So uh, uh, getting more or safer machines. Uh, machines here, I think, for example, in, in the construction industry, uh, that's an important topic. You have a, a very challenging environment. You have an environment that looks very different every day. So today you have a ditch here. Uh, tomorrow you have already like the first two floors of a house and you need to handle that too. And here I think you can uh, help the operator to detect, for example, obstacles, other persons around uh, the machine and, 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 and stop the machine to prevent injury and again, also damage on the machine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think if we look uh, at, at the OEM, uh, what's the impact on the OEM itself mm -hmm. or himself? Uh, there, I think it's mainly the complexity of the machine. So in automotive, mm -hmm. they call it uh, software-defined uh, car or software-defined vehicle. So a lot of the new features are software-based. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are right now in a market or have been historically in a market that's really strongly focused on, 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 on the machinery part, on, 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 on the mechanical designs, on the hydraulic designs, on the pneumatic designs. And I think uh, OEMs are really good there. Uh, software there is basically an exponential explosion going on and a lot of added value is provided by software. And that's where I hope also that with the application development center and our emerging technologies team, we can provide support to make sure that that transition is as smooth and as value adding as possible for, 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 for the OEM. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Could you maybe talk a little bit about the application development center? And maybe how or why the company decided to create it and how it benefits OEMs or partnerships yeah. with OEMs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in TT Control, I mean, TT Control has been on the market uh, for more than 20 years now, and we have been developing mainly hardware and base software and have been, our goal was always in to be in serious production. So we rarely did prototypes. Our goal is to get into serious productions, to have uh, OEMs into serious production with our uh, hardware. And so we have been a very hardware focused company. I think we are really good at that. Uh, but we have also to react pro exactly to the change that there is that software defined vehicle approach coming. And uh, we want to make sure that we can support our customers also when it comes to, let's say, more high-level software. So not mm -hmm. just board support packages and hardware, but high-level software systems. And we had a small team uh, that was there basically when the company was founded. And we have been doing applications for 20 years for production programs. Uh, 
and we have never publicized it really uh, and uh, we might have underestimated a little bit the speed here also mm -hmm. and there's really a huge push from the market and so we formally founded the application development center uh, about a year ago uh, with the explicit goal to provide engineering services software know-how software expertise specifically for the highway market for oems in the highway market so we try not to be just another software engineering company. Uh, we have experts that have uh, mechatronics background, electronics background, controls background, and software engineering background. Mm -hmm. We have uh, people that uh, work together with the customer on site on their machines. So not doing databases, for example, I mean, which is also really important on the software mm -hmm. side, but might be less important skill if you're working on, on the machinery. Uh, so that's a little bit the background here. So we have been doing application runs for 20 years. Uh, we have now this big push trying to, to get to the next step, uh, organizing ourselves that we can handle specifically long-term relationships with our partners, OEMs, and uh, yeah, see where we get from there. Now, doing... Uh, the application development, we do all the controls part. So you can give us a machine, for example, I mentioned already an area platform. Right now we are working on hybrid uh, electric truck with Rosenbauer. It's a Rosenbauer RT model. And there we are responsible for, for the model-based design. We are responsible for the safety functions. Uh, they are using certified units from us that are certified ISO 26262. So we are doing a lot of functional safety. And that's something we have been doing for some time. We have now for about two years, a stronger focus on uh, uh, on the emerging technologies. We have a dedicated team here, and that emerging technology team is mainly responsible. What I mentioned earlier, artificial intelligence, computer vision, so all this perception part. And on that one, I think there are a lot of challenges. So it's really exciting. There's a lot of momentum in the industry. Uh, I think it's clear that everyone needs to go in that direction. Uh, approaching it is a little bit more difficult because it's inherently complex. Uh, it's difficult to get into production. So doing a proof of concept is manageable. Getting into production and getting then end customer calls telling you it's not working, that's a different pair of shoes. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what we try to tackle. So we try to support our customers to get from a proof of concept to serious production. We do that with hardware, we do that with framework software, we do that with providing services over the entire life cycle and uh, application engineering. So uh, mm -hmm. I think that's a little the concept we have here. And uh, goal is to find long-term partnerships uh, as that's, that's a team play game. So I think there are not many companies that can handle that on their own uh, as it's so complex. So I think it's like a puzzle piece everyone needs to, to bring his puzzle piece and then let's see if we can get a full picture and our puzzle pieces hardware framework software application development uh, there will be puzzle piece on the sensors and uh, obviously on the oem sites also bringing the use cases are there any other future technologies or emerging technologies you guys possibly see impacting the heavy off-highway equipment industries in the future maybe ones that maybe you didn't already touch on are there any that are kind of seeing in the future? <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. That's a really <laughs> good question. Uh, I think already the, the computer vision, artificial intelligence, that's really huge. And I would yeah. divide that in two pieces. So one is the shorter term one, where we talk mainly about, uh, we call them highly autonomous machines. So there is still an operator. Mm 
And as an example here, we, I mean, I can't mention too many examples because obviously it's always custom use cases. So I have to respect the, obviously the, 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 the restrictions we have there. But an example where we are working on is uh, Inteliot, that's a, a European project uh, where we have taken the lead of the agricultural side of the project together with AVL. They are working on a semi-autonomous tractor. And that's a little bit short term. So on that semi-autonomous tractor, the goal is to have a tractor that can move on its own but there is always an operator, at least a remote operator, that can still get the tractor out of a messy situation. And I think that's a little bit the short, shorter term uh, uh, approach. If you look a little bit farther in the future, the end goal will always be, I think, uh, the fully autonomous machines. Uh, they can work 24-7. Uh, so that really helps in, in, in reducing cost and getting productivity up. And I think so that's really a huge topic. And if mm -hmm. you look at that Inteliot, uh, project, uh, we see another trend that's important, 5G uh, connected machines. Uh, here, I think a lot has already been done. So most of the machines are connected to the internet. They allow for remote diagnostics. They allowed for some data connection uh, collection. They allow for uh, over-the-air updates, for example. So that's, let's say, basic functionality you can do. But I think we have just scratched the surface here. So getting an over the update and some diagnostics that's let's say some basic functionality uh, the next big step will be data-driven value data-driven uh, approaches in, in in solving problems so get as much data as possible so ideally you know for every uh, square centimeter on, on 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 the farm what have us sprayed there how is it growing take all that data and collecting that data is, 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 is I think, one challenge. Uh, then uh, working on that data, we call it on the edge, so with a, a powerful high-performance compute unit, which is installed on the machine, which can collect all that data and can already take some decisions uh, via neural networks, for example. Uh, that's the second part. The third part is maybe some data doesn't need to be uh, processed in real time, so let's upload it to the cloud, and then they have additional uh, 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 processing, getting additional insights. Also, obviously, the human needs to be in the loop. So I should be able the evening to see what have I done, where can I expect which growth, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I think all that connectivity, uh, it has been already in uh, uh, a trend in the last years, but mm -hmm. I think we just scratched the surface here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think also that, mm, I mean, that has not to do so much with use cases, but uh, also something that, that uh, we specifically try to, 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 to handle is uh, development processes. Mm -hmm. So we have on one side, if we look at, 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 at uh, uh, development, software developments, and you can also look at automotive there, there's the classical V model. So you write 200 pages of requirements and you do a design, you do the implementation, then you do all the tests and then validation, stamp on it that everything is okay, you never change it again and it's safe. And, that's not going to go away because functional safety uh, needs some rigor in the processes. Uh, but we need to tackle also the fact that very often requirements are not well known. Specifically, if you go into the emerging technologies where we are discovering together what we actually want to build. So we need a more flexible environment there. So that is an agile-based, scrum-based environment in, 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 in my team so that we can handle also that more flexible approach. And so we built a hybrid model between the model and the agile model that we can satisfy basically both safety requirements and the need for an agile software development where we together discover what we actually want to do in very detail. Uh, again, to get from a proof of concept to a series. 
production machine. And I think that's also uh, challenging. And it's challenging if you think that uh, specifically smaller OEMs or medium-sized OEMs, as I said earlier, uh, might not yet have really strong software expertise. Mm -hmm. uh, they are really, really good at engines, at hydraulics, at mechanical engineering. They know really well the market, but they might be a little bit overwhelmed on the, so overwhelmed on the software. And that's, I think, where we can uh, come in and, 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 and uh, support the OEMs here long term to be let's say, a reliable software partner that uh, uh, can provide them these services. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I just kind of the last question I had, and I know it's kind of similar to the last one, but maybe how you guys possibly foresee the off-highway equipment industry evolving further in the coming years, either maybe in the next couple of years or in the next five years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if we look really at the OEMs, and I'm not uh, working for an OEM, so maybe OEMs can correct me on that. Uh, <laughs> but what I see and what we would like to react to is uh, uh, also the feedback we get regarding business models. So right mm -hmm. now, and I mentioned also a little, a little bit on the software. Uh, 10 years ago, you did a software, you tested it really well because changing it was extremely expensive when mm -hmm. you have been already in the field. You do not want to take a USB right. stick and uh, travel all the world to, to, to update software. Mm -hmm. So it had to be frozen and then you don't change it anymore. And nowadays, uh, there is a continuous software update uh, with those artificial intelligence. They need to be retrained. Uh, there is uh, connectivity to the cloud. So OEMs, I think they have a different cost structure now. So uh, you, you sell the vehicle and then you still have costs for that vehicle until for the entire life cycle, because you mm -hmm. still have to maintain the cloud services. Uh, the customer still expects OTA updates as they do with cell phones, as they do with everything. I mean, you buy a new TV, first thing you, is, you do is update the TV so you get mm -hmm. the latest functionality. And I think that mm -hmm. that's also getting into the highway market. Uh, and so there is continuous cost, continuous improvement, and that you need to sell somehow. So I think here, one challenge is how the business models can be adapted. If it's more going towards a leasing model, which would be somewhat like subscription models in software. So there's like a annual fee you pay. Mm -hmm. It could be pay per use, or it can also be that uh, the, the work product is charged. So why not charge per bushels, uh, bushels harvested? So I give you the machine, you don't pay for the machine, but then you pay for the bushels you have harvested. So I think that's something that's going to happen to, 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 to get some return on the investments you have during the life cycle of the machine and also get money for the value you create by providing continuous updates, by providing those services. And uh, I think to support all that, there is also some uh, uh, strong infrastructure needs on the site that we can provide. So you need uh, to have 4G modems, you need to have 5G modems that um, provide, for example, uh, the connection for this kind of payment mm -hmm. services. Uh, there is the expectation to have control units that can be updated over the air, uh, that can uh, get software-defined functions enabled or disabled. If I pay extra, that function is enabled by software. That's also something you see a little bit in automotive that now sometimes you buy a car and it has sensors integrated that are not used. But if you pay $5,000, the software function is enabled that makes use of that sensor. And I think that's something that we also see in our market. Mm -hmm. And okay. yeah, based on that market, I 
think we can get the intelligence in those machines and really create the value for the end customer. An example uh, that we are really cl looking closely is always in the agricultural market called smart farming, where you have this artificial intelligence, where you have the Internet of Things, which I mentioned already, we have the autonomous operations and making sure that that software package is continuously updated, continuously improved and uh, that the OEM can charge then also respectively for the services provided. Mm -hmm. okay. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and provide some insights into the emerging and future technologies you guys see for the uh, off-highway equipment market. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you again to Janish for providing his insights into emerging technologies in the off-highway equipment industries. And be sure to tune in each week for another episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry.